Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 872 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by James Dean Raider, Ben Funky Askren, and an angry American, John Kozak. Kozak heard our FRL on Monday and was furious, as mad as I've ever seen him. Dare I say spitting mad at our takes. Christian, absolutely. Sure. In your in your USA, jacket. I don't. Th- I don't I almost, think I could be more mad. Ben. <laughs> no, Kozak, give me more mad. I almost put up a tweet, but I didn't want people to think I was too anti-American. But you know what? We were hating on Monday. I was really angry about everyone going dropping out of their knees. Yeah, and I thought there's that. There, it's kind of like a, a a famous quote, but I thought I was going to tweet something like, "Would rather give up a point of my feet than live on my knees." <laughs> There you go. Hey, it's not, you know what, Ben? It's not too late to tweet that. You could <laughs> it's still do funny, it. kind of funny, though, huh? It is kind of funny, yeah. Um, so, Ben is on limited time. He's on location somewhere. I will say he's in North America. I'm in Boston. I'm in Boston. That's right. Okay. I'll say North America. I won't get any more specific than that. But we're going to talk the World Cup. We're going to clean that up a little bit. Give Kozak his opportunity. Because yeah. um, he, he basically Rage. forced me to let him on. Um, he was that mad. And then we're going to talk about wrestlers, not wrestling, wrestling less, etc. Um, ben and I have been talking about this. This is kind of something we've discussed a little bit and get a little more into that. And then other things. But Ben's on limited time. So, Kozak, why don't you go first? Yeah. What's your beef? Well, you know, I thought you guys were American wrestling fans. But apparently... <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> You well, know, we know JD. JD's been outed. They're, JD's they're compromising pictures of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ben, yeah. I mean, Ben is an Olympian, so he has an excuse, I guess. But uh, Team USA, they didn't, they didn't have their their number one squad, and so apparently you guys didn't care. I don't know if you watched the World Cup, but you didn't. You talked about Jordan Burroughs losing first. 
I don't even know. I mean, obviously. I don't even know if you mentioned that Team USA won the World Cup. We absolutely first words out of my mouth. No, you first said words out of my mouth. Burrow, Jordan Burroughs lost for the first time. The you didn't mention the guy that he lost to just beat Nakodi, the world silver medalist last month, and also beat a, a wrestler named Zarubek Sidikov last month. So oh, he beat, that dude beat Sidikov. He beat both of those guys. Within the last month, and then beat Jordan Burroughs. And then your take is, oh, Jordan Burroughs, maybe he's lost a step. <laughs> Not after, my take. Three months after he won a, a world title. Not my take. So that anyways. the only time we've ever seen Jordan get ran down. So uh, it is, it is disheartening. But well, I don't think it's sort of, well, I wouldn't say Sidikov ran him down. But oh, uh, he's got he a lucky push out in the last 10 seconds. Okay. So anyways, that's, that's one one thing that I have a problem with is that you didn't even you didn't even mention the guy who beat him just beat Sidikov hey, on criteria. Trying to ignore that was that also up at seventy nine, not Sidikov's weight. Uh, me. I had to bring that up. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So that's my first my first problem that you mentioned. Acknowledge that Sidikov was up at seventy nine, which is not his weight. It is Jordan's weight. That's that's fine. If if Jordan Burroughs would have beat Sidikov at seventy nine, we'd have made a huge deal about it. But anyways. That's another point for another day. I think you didn't make a big enough deal about it for us to know to make a big enough deal I about it. I wrote an it. article so. that is on the website in which you direct. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So that's my, my first point. Jordan Burroughs is, is still amazing, and I think he still wins a world title this year. Um, so over, do I. Over Sabat Hui. Can I ask another question oh. about the Arabian guy then? Um, oh, yeah, so my point, the Chance Marsteller point, you brought that up. So Jordan Burroughs almost lost to Savakui in February of this year. Mm-hmm. The only reason why he beat him is Savakui pulled his singlet uh, with with 30 seconds left. So then really? Savakui and Nakodi were the number one and number two. They sent them to Tunisia. Uh, Savakui beat Nakodi at that tournament. 30 minutes later, he's forced to wrestle Chance Marsteller, who also beat Jordan Burroughs this year. And so he's coming off the win over Nakodi, and... Uh, Marsteller beats uh, Savakui. He's it's like one of those things oh, where okay. he beat he he caught him at the right time where he's just come oh, off this. Now, are we making excuses for Savakui now? I'm not now making excuses for Savakui. He's saying I'm what saying happened. What happened? That he's really good. All right. So, anyways, Jordan Bro is still really good. He he is the, the leader of Team USA. Goes out there, wrestles, always puts it on the line. He didn't have to wrestle. Amen. As we saw from other guys, not there. Jordan Burroughs led the team to to a World Cup title. Um, also significant, uh, Zane Richards beats a 2022 World Bronze medalist. We didn't mention that at all. Uh, Alec Pantelio beats Yazdani. All you do is say that he should have lost. Before that, he beat the Georgian who beat Yazdani at U23 Worlds. And so, I don't know, you're making excuses for the Iranian. That's frustrating. Uh, Zahid Valencia beat Ali Reza Karimi, a three-time world medalist. Karimi just lost to Yazdani 7-4 last month. Uh, it was 5-4 until he gave up uh, late takedowns. Nate Jackson beat a 2022 world bronze medalist. Also beat Farouzpour, who is the number two at 92 kilograms. Just lost to uh, Gassimpour 4 to nothing a couple months ago. Nate Jackson clearly top three guy in the world, didn't even mention Nate Jackson's name. Uh, and then the whole duel comes down to Kyle Snyder, Snyder versus Gassimpour. It's like built up, this big thing. And 
I mean, all you guys, all you guys do is like, oh yeah, Kyle Snyder. That's a good win for Kyle Snyder too. And let's talk about grounding. That's let's talk about. Let's talk about Gable Stevenson spraying myself. milk. It's <laughs> we didn't. I'm gonna knock down the sign back here. Anyways, I think that you guys. I did talked it in, about how much better Kyle Snyder was than anyone in the world not named Sedulayev. Yeah, that's that's fine. And you brush over it to talk about Gable Stevenson. Spraying milk. Also, That's Hayden, milk. Hayden Zilmer. He's a huge WWE fan. Hayden Zilmer uh, is like a split second away from beating Monk Tour, who beat Petrish Feely. Uh, you know, he loses six to one to the the giant. Um, what's his name? Ali Reza Masumi. Can I ask you a question, Kozak, since you're our man on the, the ground here and you're on fire? I came up so to... Look how white he is. He's, I'm very he's white. white hot. Yeah, yeah you can ask we me sent, well, We sent our World Cup kids... Uh, we sent World Cup kids. We sent our 7-day to the World Cup, and mm-hmm. someone told me there was a bunch of protesters about the hijab thing outside, and that Zare... I guess gave him a thumbs up or something, and then they didn't let Zare wrestle all weekend or be on the award stand. Is this true? Zare wasn't there. Um, so they were they were making it up. They didn't know what Zare they were talking wasn't about. There. there was so there was a pretty good Iranian crowd, and the crowd is really good uh, at the Extreme Arena. Probably, yep. I'd say probably like twenty five hundred people um, there. Uh, so it was it felt really full, felt really good. Uh, I think it was a really cool experience for anybody that was able to go. They were able to get. Yep. Um, like autographs from all the top guys. They had some pretty good access. So if yep. you have the opportunity to go next year, you should. But uh, there was a good Iranian crowd there, and there was, they were definitely making it like uh, there was some political stuff with all the uh, things going on in Iran. Um, you can probably find pictures online, um, but it was like free, like they were chanting like, uh, like we want to free Iran. Iran. They had that like on their... Um, on their their t-shirts as well a lot of like women's rights stuff is as well so that, that was interesting um some oh, there, people on youtube they're loving it they said keep going i love You're it great too at- i yeah. love it even though i feel like i'm i'm in trouble now yeah you know so what I, I actually did i think now you're making me feel like we didn't uh, we didn't we weren't positive enough on monday no I you were positive it, you guys had great. yeah it was you guys were really sad on monday for some reason um i don't know maybe mm. it's the maybe it's the weather not getting you know what sun. I think it was for me? I think I expected us to dominate more. As I, I think, and then uh, you're right. Maybe I, I was being unfair. I think. I think you called me out. I think you're kind of right. Uh, I guess I think I, I was thinking we were going to kind of roll them up in the finals, and then you know it was really competitive, and we had a couple losses that weren't really ideal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you know. I think uh, this was a really good matchup between. Half of USA's number ones, and then their number twos and threes against half of Iran's number ones, and then their you know their twos as well. And then there was a really good chance we could have lost that duel going into it. Um, I thought it was going to be six four, and you know they they found a, a found, found a way to win. I actually think Iran. Where did we get the win that you didn't expect? Ninety two. Ninety two. Uh, I think Iran should have wrestled Gasimpour at ninety two, and the, their backup, who their backup was a giant uh, at ninety seven. He, he Gasimpour came up to like right here on their uh, their backup, like right up to his shoulders. Um, so they're they're the ninety seven that they didn't wrestle. I would like to see him wrestle uh, Snyder. It's like a U twenty three world champ, and then I would like to see uh, Nate Jackson wrestle uh, Gasimpour. Yeah, it would have been a lot. Sm- uh, yeah, I guess they probably thought they were going to beat mm-hmm. Nate Jackson anyways, and that was the best chance to win two matches yeah. there. Yeah, 
But then Nolf Nolf should have beat uh, their seventy four guy. Like the seventy four guy is not that great. Um, you know, comparatively, I thought Jason Nolf was a lot better. But I think it kind of shows us that he he still struggles against really strong defensive wrestlers. He wasn't really able to get to a leg at all. So that was yep. when I had flipped the other way. I thought USA was going to win that one. Hmm. But overall, I thought <clears throat> I thought it showed the depth of Team USA that they were able to send half of their guys and still perform really well against a really good Iranian team. Well, what's what's the path forward for us as as people who who let down a country? <sighs> I mean, how do we make down it right? anyone? I think it starts looking in the mirror for sure. Well, Michael um, Jackson. Yeah, and then, you know, just just appreciating appreciating what we have in in USA wrestling right now. Um and not focusing on who's not there, but the guys that choose to wrestle and choose to put it on the line and then how they perform. You know, maybe maybe Zane Richards made it made it too easy to to ignore what he did when he teched a world bronze medalist. Um but yeah, I don't know. Just uh appreciate what we got, right? Wow. And a great message for the holiday season as well. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate everything you have. Yes. Um John was way nicer when we were singing Christmas carols at my house yesterday. Yeah, but he he, fl- <laughs> he flips a switch who's, like who's the better singer, you or uh, Kozak? Uh, I John, I'm not a very good singer at all. I'm not a great singer either. Let's hear you guys' best rendition of um, <laughs> no. hmm, JD. What's your favorite? There's uh, no point in saying a song. I think Frosty the Snowman. I think we, Frosty the Snowman. Let's hear it. I'll, well, well, I have a video of us playing frosty the snowman uh so i'll save that for another show yeah we probably have equal musical talent yeah yeah all right i wouldn't go that far yeah rudolph maybe yes rudolph we did that one as well yep okay (laughs) all right well i do think you mischaracterized some of our takes but broadly i just listened i just listened right before i I came on the show i do feel uh, (laughs) you didn't mention i said pentaleo wrestled amazing he did. You know what I actually But that I he just gamed the rules. I also Guys, didn't blame USA for gaming the rules. I said, game, smoke him if you got him. Right. Why not game it? Yeah. I just said, it's clear what's going on. Kozak, how do you feel about these guys dropping their knees, in all fairness? Who does it more than America, also? <clears throat> it, we, we love it. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, made, I made an article, or I, I wrote an article, made a video, um over the summer after the, the Marsteller Burroughs thing. And I think Marsteller took it from Burroughs. Um, I think Burroughs is kind of the one who has really done a, a good job of it um, over his career. And so I think the rule needs to be changed for sure. But yeah. I, yeah, at, at this point, it's kind of like I've accepted it just because you see it all the time. Um, I think those are the rules. I think USA would have a different strategy if they change the rules, I think they'd figure it out. And I think Iran needs to have a different strategy than just, you know, just shooting and then running, you know, running their feet when there is the, the grounded rule. And I think part of it, too, is the way that we think about parterre. We think about parterre as just somebody is, gets, gets the takedown and then is trying to work for a gut or work for a lace. And in international wrestling, parterre is any time someone's down on a knee. And so I think our you know, view of what hold parterre on, on. wrestling is. I, that's, but that's where there should be a more clear definition because... I agree. Uh, well, there is a clear definition. It just includes that. Yeah, but it could be, it should be something that parterre is a, is a type of wrestling that happens after a takedown is awarded, is what, you know, I mean, right? 
because once the takedown is awarded, then it should be that's a clear definition. Yeah, no, I I I don't disagree, but I don't think that international wrestling sees it like that. Um, the international wrestling rulebook that is is terrible. I've tried to read through it, it before, and it's really bad. Mm-hmm. And then even the videos, like I've watched some um, some of the the ref, like the lead, the head referee, and how he explains things. Who also was the one doing the challenge? Uh, he's like the main challenge guy who's at all the world championships. Um, so you know, if you want to say they messed up the the challenge with with Pantelio and Yazdani, it's not like they had like a second tier, uh, you know, guy doing the the reviews. They had their their review guy, their best guy there. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the instructional videos are just as confusing. They they don't clear things up at all. Okay. But I I agree. I think it needs to change. But those are the rules they're working with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got all right. Let's let's transition here. Uh, hold on, let me find it. I got about fifteen minutes left. I gotta go he's, taste he's some got to go. Fif- he's got about fifteen. I'll make sure left. they're as good as as the ones Truman makes. <laughs> Okay. Why you um, laugh? I'm being serious. I know you're. You're always serious. Um, <laughs> let me find. There was a. There was a comment I wanted to read here. How about There's, that? Okay, why did you put that Logan Steber thread in the chat? And then also, it's totally hilarious. It's <laughs> isn't it? That's the main reason. Because all right, well, well, where did you find it? It's from 2013. I know. Don't show it yet. So basically, it's it's generally the um, a common conversation that's happening in wrestling is. The evolution of wrestlers wrestling less, and we're seeing it collegiately. We saw it, uh, John, you can tell us to appreciate it, but like when our number ones don't wrestle in America, it is going to create a conversation about that. And I don't think fans are um, out of line to be disappointed that we had basically half of both our men's and women's team number ones not wrestle. Like you can be disappointed in that as a fan of wrestling. To not see those people. And so, especially when it's in America, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's just started a, a conversation. Then I was thinking back, like, well, when did this kind of, like, become more of a, a thing in wrestling, especially collegiately? Because I, I'm, I'm even thinking back to, like, the Taylor Ruth sort of era in for, for wrestling. And it was really pretty rare to have guys miss significant matches to miss matches frequently and then i was thinking back i was like the one time i remember the biggest nuclear meltdown over a guy missing a duel was when logan steber didn't wrestle tony ramos and carver and it was like one of the most explosive message board uh moments i can ever recall and everyone was just i remember ohio state fans were mad it happened like everyone was just so mad that that logan didn't wrestle that match um, which then I remembered a hilarious, this is when I've, I, yeah. I, in 2013, I didn't know Logan Steber at all. I, um, this, I thought it actually happened in 2012, the 2012 season, Krispy um, Kreme year. but it was a 12, 13 <laughs> season. Yeah. So <laughs> I, then I remembered, I was like, Oh, Logan Steber must be a pretty funny guy. Someone on Twitter goes at Logie bear. You can run, but you can't hide from at TRAM133. You can show it now if you want. Um, I'm just going to read it for those that are not watching the video. And so someone says that, sends that tweet, and <laughs> Logan replies, yes, I can. <laughs> then he goes, serious wrestling fan, I think your injury was less an injury than it was an attempt to protect your, your ranking. Can't wait, Big Tens. And then Logan goes, I had a broken femur. <laughs> I think being all, out only four weeks is pretty incredible, actually. 
And then this person totally falls for it and says, broken femur, BS, that would have finished you for the season. Three to six month recovery. Fear of Tony Ramos was your injury. <laughs> so I just, I don't know why I remembered that. I, but I do. I think it's just like the first time I was like, oh, Logan Seymour's probably a really funny guy. And it turns out he is. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to bring up that fun memory in, in that was wrestling. A, that was a funny exchange there. Isn't, isn't it? Um, different time. That was February of 2013. So I pulled that in for from the records. But anyways, Ben, um, I, I kind of wanted to kick it to you a little bit. Because oh. obviously I appreciate your um, contributions on the international side. But the tr- the trend, am I right? Am I wrong? Is it becoming more, 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 more? And is it like, I don't think it's been gradual. I feel like it was the almost the flip of a switch. And now it's like, Trey Munoz and Aaron Brooks don't wrestle. And no one even asks, no one's even yeah. alarmed. No, it's not even on the radar when that happens now. Well, I, I did say this a, a week ago, Christian, is that uh, there's a lot less yellows on our pick sheet than there was in the last couple of years, which is really nice that you can... I don't think guaranteed that matches are happening. You think it's likely that matches are going to happen. Um, yeah, it de- I mean, there's definitely been a shift towards less wrestling um, by the, especially by the best guys, and just total seasons. We talked about that chart that someone else's quant division did of um, average amount of matches by, I think it was by the NCAA champions, which is a good sample. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, I don't think you need to kill yourself, but, you know, and some people say the college season is long, and I think I, maybe I'm on an island here because uh, I always wanted to compete more. I competed in the spring. I wrestled in the freestyle tournament. So, you know, I was competing essentially in November through June, and then you have no no competitions July, August, September, October, uh, you know, for four months. But most of these guys or a lot of these people are not um, competing in freestyle, right? So their seasons are – November, uh, December, January, February, March. That, that's a five-month season, seven months off. Uh, you're young. You're 18 through 23. I don't really see the issue. Yeah, I don't either. Um, and I wrestled 161. I think it was 160 or 161 matches in college, so average of 40 per year. Um, I missed. Uh, there was a couple of times where Coach Smith said, you know, we're going to try our quad. Hey, let's let someone else get a match. I was like, you I want all the matches. Then I even snuck out and had to go to CMSU twice to pad my stats for my Hodge Hodge uh, campaigns. Um, yeah, I love to compete. I don't know. I think it's beneficial to compete. Uh, I really don't know why there, there's this notion that less is better. I don't, I don't think it's correct. How much of it is, do you think, coach? How much is athlete? How much is just changing in strategy? Like, what to what do you contribute? Do you think who's... What what is dictating these guys missing more than we're used to seeing? Yeah, I don't know. That's I, I think I've said this a bunch of times before, but I would love to have a like deep in depth conversation with some of the college coaches I respect the most about why why is this number going down? Why is this number going down? And do you think that number going down is good? Because you know I've made the argument that especially for your first few years of college where you're getting so much better, it's not good for that number to go down. Maybe in the last couple of years. Um, I, I could see it being um, kind of negligible uh, to performance, but uh, to you know to wrestle, let's say in five years of college, including a red shirt, sub with hundred matches, which is happening for some people. I don't think that's I don't think it's good. I don't think it's ideal for performance. Um, so I would love to pick their brains on the way they do it because if I got to run a college team. 
I don't think that's how I would do it. I think I would try to get um, my kids somewhere between 35 and 40 matches per year, likely. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. We're, see we're seeing it less. And then we're seeing it less on the um, on the international side as well. Um, well are we really, though? Cause, okay, because on the international side, I feel like no one's ever competed that much. And I know that, you know, you guys got the contract for the UWW, so now we can actually go watch all those tournaments, and those tournaments are actually covered. You know, if you go as far back as, say, five to eight years, a lot of those tournaments probably weren't being covered, in, and we had no idea. And, you know, besides Kozak, there really isn't a database on how much, how much, how often international guys wrestle. And we, we talked about that. We talked about, I can't remember whose record I wanted to look up. I think it was Zane Richards, maybe. I wanted to go look up his record. It's like, where where do I go look it up? Like, what's an easy point of access? Um, and there's there really isn't one. So I don't know about international guys competing less. I would like to actually see proof of that before I uh, concur. Yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah. Me, I mean oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm talking a lot, Christian. But to your point, like, say the World Cup, like when I was on the World Cup in 2000 seven we didn't have a bunch of our number ones like i yeah. wasn't a number one at that point um kurt backus was on the team he wasn't a number one at that point i could kind of i could go through the roster and, and there wasn't a lot of number ones there though yeah yeah the, <clears throat> so i was i was looking at 2018 2019 world cup uh 2018 was a great team thomas kilman joe cologne logan steber james green jordan burrows kyle dake david taylor Aiden Silmer was 92 then, hmm. Kyle Snyder, um, Dom Bradley. And then 2019 was in Russia, and it was not a great team. Um, definitely not our number ones. But they one of the things they did this this year, bringing back the World Cup, is they changed the date from uh, – it was, used to be in March or April, and then they moved it to December. So I think that kind of hurts some participation. My other thought on uh, World Cup is, like, what's the incentive for our guys – to, to wrestle and the number ones who are out they're they're guys who you know Kyle Dake David Taylor um Thomas Gilman those guys don't need they don't need to wrestle yeah. like if I, I can't imagine I don't know how much they're getting paid uh I can't imagine like if they were to wrestle in the World Cup that it would be that significant <laughs> of an amount of money to like get them get them to like say okay yeah I wasn't really planning on wrestling from October to December but you know, because of whatever money they're making, I don't think it was an incentive enough. So, what's That's the incentive? I think, yeah, Christian would say like this should be one of the most fun events for them to wrestle in. They should be like, World Cup in America. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Thinking, let's do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you you would think. I mean, and for to take the other perspective, David Taylor didn't wrestle any last year. Yeah. He did Final X, looked awesome, went to Worlds, looked as good as we've ever seen him. So mm -hmm. I can kind of understand. It's sort of a tough thing um, because that in that instance, I feel like that's a that's a, it's an it's a bad anecdote because he he did he we've heard him describe how tough where it was like twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one were were actually back to back you know mm -hmm. so he kind of talked about how tough that was on him and how he really needed some time off so I don't know if that's a proper anecdote for the argument. Well, certainly everyone saw that and David lived it. And he knows he doesn't need five, six competitions a year to win a world title. And in fact, he it was maybe his best performance we'd ever seen him have. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, and you think Kyle Dake doesn't 
isn't aware of that? Do you think these other guys don't see that and think, okay, maybe they don't, but it's it still happened. Um, yeah, and I think it's the ebbs, you know, the ebbs and flows of the makeup of the team where these guys have been there, they've done it before, they know what the World Cup is. Whereas, you know, and I think we're seeing this with the with the freestyle team in general is like you have guys who have been on the team for so long um, and been around for so long where they're going to phase out in the next couple of years. So we're just going like we're probably going to see less of them moving forward. So we're going to see more of this this next tier with Zahid and Jason Nolf and all those guys. Um, but I think it, you know I think it has a lot to do with the time of the year and then you know the age of the athlete where they don't feel that it's this you know this necessity to wrestle in every event um because they've already kind of put in you know all their all their time yeah and most of them they've all been on world cup teams at different periods of time and been a part of it um so yeah and and that's i think to to ben's point or i guess my question for ben is when when do you feel like that that call it to sound like a youth wrestling coach that mat time is something that's actually like really beneficial. And when does it start to taper off and go down? Cause you're talking about like, Hey, freshman would, year, sophomore year, you, you should be getting a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Well, and even in an international career, you would be thinking that, uh, okay, you get down with the world championships, right. Or if your season ends at the, the final X or the trials, right, you get done and you think, okay, why didn't I accomplish what I wanted to accomplish? And maybe if you win a world title, you could, there's probably only 10 of those guys, but they could still think of what can I get better at next year? Right. And then you say, okay, I, I need to get better part hair or, you know, I need to get better duck under who knows, right. You pick something. And then, so you work on it, you try to implement it to your game and then there's practice wrestling, right. And you know, obviously in practice, you could have some good partners to get good matches with, but there's also real live wrestling, real matches, you know? And so then, you know, you go on the match, you try, you think, oh, that worked or oh, that didn't work. And then obviously with specific opponents, there are certain feels that you're not getting that exact feel. You know, we talk about Seth Gross's feel, right? You're not getting that exact feel from other people. So you need to actually go try to feel that to get, you know, to to get the grasp on what is the most effective way to, to defeat this person. So I don't feel like that ever totally goes away. Obviously, yes, by the time someone's on an international level, hopefully they have, uh, you know, elite competition skills where, um, you know, they're, they don't have performance anxiety. They don't cut their weight poorly. Like the, these type of things that, you know, happens with a lot of kids and college kids. Hopefully they're over that. Um, but no, I would really like Christian. I would love, you know, it'd be cool if, um, they, I know for other sports, they do what they call it, like player journal where players write articles. I would love to see a couple essays or, uh, something for a few of the higher level college athletes saying, this is why I think I should only do 12 matches this year. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see, I would love to go point by point and see what are their points. Like, what do they think that's providing them? Obviously, if they're injured, they shouldn't wrestle, right? But beside beyond that, like, why else do you think it's not beneficial to compete? I'm I'm very curious. I want to know what the reasoning is because it's hard for me to refute the reasoning if I don't really understand it. And I don't really know what they would write down. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, let's get some. Maybe essays. they don't like to travel. Maybe they don't want to make weight. These these type of things. Um, you know, but I, I yeah, I, I would love to see what is your actual like. Give me a list. What's your list? Why do you think this way is better than that way? Because I think the 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 quotes. You know, you've got two of you know probably the best wrestlers yeah. in America. You know, you've got Roman saying, "If I want if I want to wrestle, I'll wrestle. If I don't, I don't." 
I don't think a duel in November means much to me. Um, I'm here for the big show. And Spencer's like, the call is mine to make. It'll be my decision. So it is It is sort of a shift in the the decision-making process and just how vocal I feel like athletes are about, yeah, I will and will not wrestle based on, you know. To, to Roman's so, credit, he's been wrestling this season yeah, and against not high-level competition Yeah, as well. He took one duel off or maybe two. He took the he, he he took Oregon three State matches, I think, off um, as well. So obviously not a full season. But Ben, how much do you yeah, think I wrestlers I, 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 owe I, I, fans? I want to see what they say because I can't relate. Like I freaking loved it. I love to compete. I just told the kids the other day, like I miss it so much. You know that I don't get to compete anymore, and I know I'm not willing to do the things, you know, the training in order to to, to properly compete. So I'm not going to do it. But the competition part, it was so much fun. I remember my senior day, I was so sick. I was like death, deathly ill. And Coach Smith's like, you're not wrestling. I'm like, Coach Smith, you will not keep me off. I am going to freaking wrestle. This is my senior night. I'm wrestling. You get lost. And um, I went and wrestled. And it was so terrible. After the first minute, I like couldn't see straight. I was, <laughs> I was so sick. I still got that major, though. Who were you wrestling? <laughs> Lloyd Rogers, and then I I went and laid in the back, and I like, died. I couldn't get up for an hour. It was the worst thing ever. I was so sick, but I'm like, dude, I'm freaking. It's my senior night. I'm freaking going on the mat. I want to see that video. I mean, I'm sure it exists somewhere. Like I was literally remember. I remember trying to like grip his wrist so tight because like I was like seeing multiple Lloyd Rogers. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm gonna grab his wrist so I gotta hold him because I don't know which one to shoot at. Oh wow, you're really sick. Oh, so bad. Yeah, I ducked and I checked and pinned him in nationals that year, but I was able to still major him in the duel. Wow. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I I know why you checked him. I know why you checked him because you freaking got him sick. You got him sick. You weakened his immune system. <laughs> oh, I think it was six weeks later. Um, yeah, so I would love. To, I would just love to see a, a list of bullet points of what what are we actually arguing? Because yeah, I, I mean, obviously for for a fan base, it's much better for the best guys to wrestle. For us as a media company, I, I would love that, right? For the fans, for the sport of wrestling, it's good for the best guys to wrestle. Um, and if they want to make the argument for you know, this is them, right? For me as a competitor, it's best for me to only wrestle twelve matches a year. I would be curious as to why. Why do you think that? What are your points? I mean, obviously, like, injury is a point, right? But that's not everyone. Uh, and I, I would love to see that argument from both the athletes, and I'd love to see the argument from really prominent college coaches. And then we can kind of go through point by point and say, do we agree? Do we disagree? You know, with the points that they're making. Do you think athletes owe anything to fans? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say both yes and and no. Um, because obviously in the one sense of we we have either wrestling or MMA or whatever, in the one sense you have no, they don't. They should do what's best for them, right? That that's for certain. On uh and that's probably on a more individual basis of like, should I wrestle some match because I'm hurt or should I because the fans want to see me or should I not because I'm actually hurt, right? But then on, on the more macro sense is like, okay, well, but there's no fans, we don't really have a sport, right? If people don't show up to the UFC events, it's not going to happen. It just, it's literally, you know, if no one's, if people's not buying pay-per-views, the events will not happen. They won't, right? It will shut down. Yeah. Um, and, you know, same thing, like if, if zero people showed up to the NCAA tournament, uh, 
teams will stop sponsoring college wrestling, you know? So it's like, it's a yes and a no to that. Um, so I think they, they both don't owe it, but then they also do owe it. You know, it's kind of a weird conundrum. Yeah. I, I think they, they owe less in the sport of wrestling than they do in, in other sports. Right. Like, yeah. And why do you say that? Because it's an individual sport? No, because, because I think the compensation, like, um, you know, if if I go to well, yeah, a basketball game and, and LeBron doesn't pay and I paid 400 bucks for a ticket or whatever I paid and he doesn't play, it's like, well, what the heck was the point of this? Like, that's that's really crappy. But that's what we want to get on that level as, right? You know, MMA because they charge a lot too. And But now we're getting to the point where the NCAA tournament is, it's actually getting kind of expensive because a lot of people want to go to it. Yeah. And so, but if, you know, I mean, if you went to the NCAA tournament and this is where it's like, well, it only comes in March. But if no one, none of the best wrestlers showed up, people would stop attending that event, you know, and then that's really a negatively impact. Now, obviously, wrestling isn't exclusively a business like, you know, because you have colleges which are funded by the government. And so they don't necessarily need to make a profit in order to operate. Um, but if you want to think about it in that sense, it's like if people stop coming to the national tournament and stop coming to dual meets, like it would make it harder for colleges to want to sponsor those programs. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a conundrum. Do you have to leave? Uh, they haven't came and bugged me yet. So they were, I think they're maybe a few minutes. I'll stand for a couple of minutes. They were a few minutes behind. Uh, so uh, we're doing the chicken broccoli this morning. We made the mix yesterday. We're going to go taste that. And then my number one favorite uh, is the buffalo chicken and kale. It is the most, have you guys ever had funky fresh spring rolls? No, I, I actually really want one. They're so delicious. Uh, the hey, buffalo did... chicken and kale spring roll is like the, one of the best things I've ever tasted. I freaking love it. I actually am trying to convince. I brought Truman to the um, who is the main? Oh, it's Adeline Gray Tamira Mensa card. Um, and we oh, yeah. kind of toured some food trucks because I really want Truman to start a food truck empire in uh, Austin, Texas. You should. Uh, think about like a that... food truck item it would be because you think. Okay, Perfect. Uh, you ship them frozen to the food truck. You cook them in the air fryer, which is the is the best way. They're never never fried with oil because uh, we want them to be healthier. Um, and that. then you serve them with a the sauce and, you know, one of those little plates. And it's like one of the hardest things about food trucks is you're trying to walk somewhere with your buddies and you're trying to eat something that's all messy and whatnot. Um, but if you had a spring roll, it would be super easy and clean. They need to get them in the HEBs. Mm-hmm. Does he know what HEB is? Uh, yes, I know HEB. So we Early are starting... Bucks. I'm, I'm actually probably, don't tell you I'm telling you guys this, uh, but sometime in the near future, they're launching uh, in a bunch of grocery stores all over Wisconsin and maybe the nearby states. And we're starting there and then we're going to expand. Well, I would look at HEB because if you're in HEB, then you're in like all of Texas because they have a monopoly uh, basically. Uh, it is really funny how certain grocery stores are dominant in specific states. Like in Florida, you got Publix, for example. Mm-hmm. In Texas, you got HEB. But yeah, they don't really. Yeah. Grocery stores. It's like that with a lot of things, not just grocery stores. You've got to start true. somewhere and then you expand from that from that one yeah. location out. Big business, JD. <laughs> yeah, I Brit- took microeconomics in college. <laughs> not to brag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Now I really want a spring roll, but uh, I guess I'll have to wait until he comes to his senses about it. Well, are you coming to Wisconsin ever? Um, I won't rule it out for my life. I'm sure it's going to happen. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you've been trying to bring Caleb to a wrestling camp for years. So when you do, uh, well, get some funky first spring yeah. rolls. I wonder, what's your summer schedule like? 
I wouldn't mind coming uh, up. You know what? I'm really annoyed. I'm, I'm, just giving, I'm giving you guys all my business and all my problems on this all podcast. All the business. Um, this freaking housing person from Parkside, not the wrestling coach. He's great. We love Nick Becker is amazing. But the part, the housing dude, I've, I've worked with these dudes five years. First of all, they kicked us out of a Corona. That was annoying. That was really annoying. And we went back last year. It was great. He's like being social. He won't give me these damn dates. I've been asking him for a month. Give me the freaking days that are open so I can finish my calendar. And I had mailed to because I wanted to put the camps out last Sunday. Uh, Sunday, what? Sunday the 12th or 11th or whatever it was. I wanted to put all my camps out. And we didn't get to because this freaking knucklehead won't give me a freaking answer. And it's ticking me off. So I'm probably going to put all of the camps out tomorrow without the couple overnights we're going to do. Um, so they should be coming out tomorrow. Okay. Well, cool. You you do camps for eleven year olds? Uh yeah. So our our youth camps are uh, like commuter on site uh, at the AWA. The youth camps are sec going into second through going into eighth grade, and the older kids camps are going into fifth through going into twelfth grade. So you know we generally say uh, we try to make it convenient for families. You know, so if they have say a a third grader and a sixth grader, they can both go to the youth camp. You know, um, and then obviously like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth graders, if they are been wrestling for a while and they're a higher skill level they should probably go to the older camp mm-hmm. and you know if they're newer and maybe not all that great then the younger camp's probably a little better option for them yeah caleb probably learns the hard lessons of life in that one yeah i mean we yeah we don't scrap that much you know what i do we do make a great offer hey this is for all of our flow listeners i'm actually advertising my camps on flow right now i don't really ever talk about it that much uh, our out-of-state campers, we allow them to come do our nightly practices as well. So they can get a mix of, uh, you know, the camp sessions, which is mostly technique, and then mix in with our normal practices at night. Which are all live. Uh, we do all live, but I mean, obviously at that time of year, for, well, your kid's not high school. But for high school, uh, you know, we're, we're gearing up for Fargo at that point in time. So we're probably doing quite a bit of scrapping. Kale wants to go live all the time. He's a classic youth wrestler. Just wants to go live. Uh, wants to all scrap. right. Hey, that's a great time. This is a great segment for me to leave. Uh, uh, are we going tomorrow or not? Uh, can you go? Can you do Friday? Because these party boys want to get wild. <laughs> I'll just put the business yeah. in the street. Oh, you we the got holiday the holiday party parties tonight. It's going to be, uh, dare I say, a movie. And JD and a certain producer named Tyler, they want to have a good time and not have to get up quite so early. And do the show, which I understand. Um, uh, we're always catering to JD's schedule. JD's social schedule, mind <laughs> you. It, I, I would, uh, I would like to do Friday also because I will at least be up late for, for the party. And who, Lord knows what Kozak's gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> wild card. Uh, real wild card. So yeah, I think Friday. If okay. Fine with me. I'm, as long I'm as you can sure do Friday. Friday. As long as you can do I'm Friday. Sure I can. Yes. Yeah, you're a vital part of the show, Ben. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I'll be there on Friday. Um, there's hold on. I'm scrolling through the questions. Cause I think, uh, what was the question I liked? I know we talked about some of these. Oh, never mind. The question I liked, I wanted to ask you this question off air. Um, cause okay. I don't know <laughs> what you put in the question. What's the beef with the Goose and Goodale? What's the beef? I don't know. I don't know okay. what the- Richie Lewis, uh, he's throwing daggers at, at coach Goodale. Um, I don't mm. know what the beef is. Honestly, um, okay. Yeah, and then know. the second one was uh, this is a good one, and we can discuss it at length on Friday. You guys have said that wrestling and wrestlers have gotten a lot better in the last twenty three years. If Kale wrestled today, do you still think he goes undefeated since he graduated? Who's the one eighty four ninety seven that would have given the best match with 
That is a fun discussion. Uh, can we talk about that one on Friday? Yeah, let's do it. Um, everyone knows my answer. Discussion. I feel like Kale is just eternal. Tra- that's what being tra- that's what being transcendent means. Yeah. Transcendent means it doesn't matter when it happened. It would happen again at another time. Um, but right. we, let's have some new. There's a, there's nuance there, so let's get into it. We thank you, Ben. So fun. Don't See eat too many spring time. rolls. See you, buddy. All right, he's gonna have some funky fresh spring rolls. Kozak's still here. Still here. Have you cooled down? No. <laughs> still white hot. Just fuming over here. I'm ready to go. Fuming mad. Um. Okay. Well, where do you want to go next, John? You're our guest, after all. <laughs> and we are nothing if not hospitable here. Where do I want to go? Yeah. Anything you? Anything else top of mind you want to get into? Let's go back to Zane Richards versus Zandon Bud. Okay. No, I'm t- just joking. All right. <laughs> it's like, all right, we're back. No. Uh, do we didn't. Let's see. We didn't talk about Pat Downey getting knocked out. That's fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just talked about it. All right, we just we covered it. There you go, Keith Gothard. We talked MMA. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? <clears throat> Rafian Stotts continues his, his run. Is he the one that beat Sabatello? Yes. Wow. Great loper. Gothard's gonna be so mad. That's he, it's Ben's boy too, because he used to train. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, up in Wisconsin, with Ben. Okay. Yeah. He now a Texan once again. From Dallas. Houston. Houston. Which yeah. is known as the Dallas of Texas. That's what I don't think so, but oh, maybe okay. maybe that's what they call it. I wish I wish Shane was on so he could talk about Bedlam. I know Shane was gonna come on. Something came up and he couldn't make it. Um always tougher when he's in town uh, for Mm -hmm. some weird reason Um, yeah but anyway yeah we'll get him we'll get him back maybe also did you see his 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 tweet where he said he hopes it was uh he hoped it was groundhog's day that he could just call the bedlam match every day every day (laughs) yeah it was a good one it was a crazy duel Mm -hmm. um are they doing the home and home they normally do uh i thought they got rid of that let me right. check. That's happening again, man. In Stillwater, that'll be crazy. Yes, Yo, February sixteenth. February sixteenth, right after Valentine's Day. Okay. Are you want to get to some questions? And then three days later, they wrestle. How good is this voicemail that says Sanderson Kale Stevenson? Uh, yeah, let's play that one. Let's play it. All right, Tyler needs a minute. We're gonna stall. Briefly, who is the best wrestler in college right now? Not pound for pound, just best wrestler. RBY is my pick. Co's second is Brooks, Darachi, Yanni, and Keegan are close. Spencer gets healthy. He could be number one. That's from Arizona wrestling fan. I'm curious for Kozak's take. Who's the best wrestler in college? Best wrestler in college right now. Why are we excluding Spencer? Um, You don't have to because he is a college wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the best. I think he's the best wrestler in college right now. I think, um, I think he's, I think he's clearly proven that uh, he's he's the class. Um, I, I think with Starachi and Brooks and RBY, um, obviously they're <clears throat> they're up there, but um, yeah, I think I think with, with what Spencer's able to do on top, I think that, that kind of separates him. Now. To transition this, this is kind of pound for this is pound for pound talk. Yeah. Now, let's transition to Hodge talk. 
Mm-hmm. Let's say Spencer wrestles in three duels prior to Big Tens. Three duels. Three duels. So he has four matches going into the postseason. And he does so Spencer things gotcha. and bonuses his way through. Maybe semis, finals. Um, a major or in a decision. Or a regular decision, yes. Mm-hmm. In both the Big Tens and NCAs. So we're looking at what, like at the 80% bonus rate, but only mm-hmm. barely double-digit matches. We're looking at what, 15? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Is that Hodge-worthy if, you know, Starachi goes undefeated with his normal bonus rate, RBY goes undefeated with maybe a couple more matches. Mm-hmm. Aaron Brooks um, has looked dominant and might have a slightly higher bonus rate than he has in the past. Yeah, it's it'll be tough, I think, ultimately, him being in the... Him just being undefeated and winning four, I think, is probably all he needs. Yanni really fumbled the bag. Mm-hmm. Yanni, Yanni could have done it. Um, th- then again, though, well, one, I think Yanni fumbled the co-hodge because I feel Correct. I feel he, I feel Yanni and Spencer were going to have similar seasons yes. in terms of competitions, and that you know it would kind of come out in the wash, and that Yanni would have wrestled maybe a few more matches, but Spencer would have been more dominant, and they both would have won four and. Um, there'd have been a double Hodge again, but now with the loss, I don't know what they do. And there is precedent for guys with losses winning uh, the Hodge. Brent Metcalf did it in 2008, but there wasn't a Spencer Lee in mm-hmm. the field. This would be the first. If Yanni doesn't win, I believe it'll be the first time a fourth timer has never won it. Yeah, and you feel like you got to do it. And they may. They. I would not put a co Hodge past them. I mean, once it, you do it once, once you do it once, it's got to feel great. It's got to be no feeling like just giving out Hodges to as many people as possible. One wild card could be Dayton Fix beating Vito and Semis, then RBY. Yeah, I feel like resting a full season. Dayton Fix Hodge. In 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 our minds, that um, that would probably elevate him a lot. But I think in how it would actually play out, I don't know if that would be enough to mm-hmm. surpass. I think you'd have to have like crazy bonus. And also, yeah. Just the idea of him doing that, it's like that's going to be really tough. And, guys- then, and then even then, it's co. Like yeah. if if Spencer if Spencer doesn't wrestle another match, goes through Big 10s and NCAs, even just majoring his way through, he will win at least co-hodge. Yeah. Larry Steele brings up the most hilarious thing of all time, which was Ben ranted against the Co-Hodge and then split his votes mm-hmm. for, for Gable and <laughs> which was, that is, yeah, hilarious. Do you guys have a different best wrestler in college right now? No, Spencer's pound for pound. Yeah. Number one. I, I think it's I think it's him. Um, his point scoring potential is still insane. I mean, it's only been one match, but yeah, I, th- I think you go with him. He's the best folk style wrestler right now. Uh, because and they're really lot lacking, you know, five six years ago or whatever. Like when Taylor, Ed, um, you know, and then you had this next generation with Nolf, Zane, Nickel, those guys. <clears throat> they would make it really interesting mm-hmm. if you had a Bo Nickel 
or a, or a, you know a Jason. I got putting up those bonus points. Those cr- no one's putting up those kind of numbers right now, and we kind of wondered. That was the interesting thing during with those two back to back kale runs is that they had all these transcendent not just winners bonus point scores dominators pinners turners. And we're like, whoa, he did it back-to-back kind of recruiting classes. Is it, are they just going to have guys like this every single year? Now, they're having different classes that are winning titles now, but they're not that level of dominance. Uh, but if you did have one of those guys in the mix, it would make it really, really tough because those guys wrestled mm-hmm. every match. They did not miss, uh, except when Nolf's knee got kind of destroyed there. So that that would make it really, really tough. That would force the Hodge voters... To some really tough decisions, uh, but there's not really anyone like that right now. That's just going out and pinning people with that kind of a rate. Yeah, I thought kind of maybe Keegan was going to be able to do it, but he's yeah, he's got two decisions this year against uh, Peyton Hall and Connor Brady, so he still has a seventy percent bonus rate. Yeah, and and you know those are both non; those are not. National finalists; those are not all Americans. Mm-hmm. Those are, or Peyton is, but um, you know they're not uh, the highest, highest ranked guys. Okay. Is the Wh- voicemail ready? Oh yeah, is the voicemail ready, Tyler? Yeah, we can play it. Hey, this is Sanderson Kale Stevenson calling with my hot take from the weekend, and that is Max Dean will not all American. Uh, this might actually be a lukewarm take, considering he's already lost twice on the year. He's lost to Cam Caffey, who's ranked in the mid-teens. And the 197 field is extremely strong and deep. There you go. Have a good day. I think the, the that biggest is, take of all is that this might be a lukewarm take. I think it's a hot take. That is, that is burning hot. I think it's I – can't, I can't take a drink out from this take. It's that hot. <laughs> because – and you know what is true? It's like – if he wrestled for a different team, I don't think we would say it's all that hot um, after the weekend he just had. But the idea of, of Penn, a guy that won NCAAs for Penn State that's healthy not placing the next year after he wins NCAAs I think is uh, very hot. But I don't – we've heard hotter. This is true. But it's pretty hot. That's a good – but I like it. That's where we like our takes. Right there. Like you're still – you just got to let it sit on the table for, for 10 minutes before you even consider taking a bite. That's what. That's how you know. That's how we like the takes coming in. So, I mean – Thank you, Sanderson, Kale, Stevenson. He is currently ranked um, sixth. Yeah. So, if, if you're just going off of that, it, it's not crazy to think about. But it's like, come on. Yeah. It'll, just, it'll be really interesting to see what a seed is, you know, going into the, the tournament, obviously – Big Ten schedule, Big Ten tournament. But you have Ethan Laird, which I haven't looked at his, his schedule recently. He kind of throws a wrench into the mix. Where is he going to be seated? And I think a lot of this 197 field, especially for Max Dean, is like really – it's matchup, matchup dependent, especially because I don't think Max Dean's all that big. And there's some guys in the, in the weight who could give him problems. He could, we could see possibly Dean versus Bastida. In yeah, a couple weeks, one yeah. week. That's a very interesting match. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where I don't understand why some of these top wrestlers don't take top. Like Max Dean should take top against Younger Bastida. 
and like rip his foot off. Bow and arrow him. Bow and arrow him. See where he's at. I mean, but see, then he's not. He's not the liability on bottom he was. He used to be. Well, we don't know really because who have we seen him go <clears throat> under against? Did he go under against Buchanan last year and get out? I think he maybe had to. Uh, I don't know if he chose. I don't remember. But Buchanan on top versus Dean on top is a different scenario. True. Different sort of challenge. I, and I feel like Spencer could take top way more and just turn people a bunch. Against Bastida? I think he, I would, if Spencer <laughs> Lee wrestles younger was... Bastida, he should take top. Yeah. <laughs> um, he gets that wrist. Watch man, out. I, hey, it's a question. What Could he ride him? No. No. <laughs> too small. No, he is too small. Wow. I know he is very strong. Spencer Lee hater. Man, that would be a blast. We had this discussion in pre-show a couple of weeks ago. At, at like, at what weight could Spencer Lee not turn like a guy in the top five? I think he could still ride the forty ones. I think he get riding time with some of the forty ones. When you think about one forty nine, you're talking about one hundred and sixty pound guys. You know, making their way down. That's a that's a that's a big risk. Probably not like the top ten at forty nine. But maybe like oh for sure you oh, know yeah. yes that next tier, I okay an all American. <laughs> What's the biggest weight of a NCAA qualifier he could rank Ooh. or he could ride? Get, just get riding time. Could he could he ride a sixty five pounder? Yeah, I don't. That's no. where I think it's yeah. Cross, no, sixty five. That's the line. Mm-hmm. Even fifty seven. I say no. I don't know, man. One good chop and you're there for the period. Possible. He could. Maybe get a two count, but eventually <laughs> that 57's getting out. Perhaps. I think he, even your 33 seed. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, we could Wait. simulate. You know what we could do? Tyler. We have a 33 <laughs> seed that works here. Yeah. Tyler Meisinger <laughs> could literally make our dreams come true. He could vlog about it, too. And he 100% will be like, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, no no way he could ride me. It's uh, It would be like the Bader <laughs> J.O. Cradle Challenge. Oh, it would be. It would be. <laughs> but so this awesome. would, I think this would be harder. I feel like, I mean, for Bader to not get cradled for a minute, you know, when that's the only thing you have to do, it's not that bad. Tyler's got to get out. He's got to get away. <laughs> and he's got to get away from, yeah. I don't know. Who says no? Tyler or Spencer? This would be a really, uh, this would be a perfect thing for Spencer to do in the middle of his senior season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is very, this is important. This is important. Um, that'd be a good gimmick. Thank you for the hot take. Maxine should take top. I think it's uh, I think it's underutilized. Okay, and plus when you consider that younger is gonna take neutral, it's almost like you're sort of getting an escape point indirectly by him not taking taking his escape point. You know what I mean? He's sort of seeding that free that point. point opportunity. <laughs> He's seeding the free point. I can't believe he won't take it. Um, anyways, let's keep it moving. Questions? Yeah, let's get to some questions. Any chance that Mendez redshirts? He didn't wrestle in the duel or CKLV. I don't think so, but honestly, I kind of thought about it after Buzakis wrestled 33. I don't think it's the plan, but, but who, who knows? It's still an option they have. Maybe Ohio State's doing an inventory right now of, the team they have, and they're like, uh, eh, maybe not. But 
I would say if you had to if gun to my head, I would say Jesse still wrestles. He's their guy at Big Tens for Ohio State. That's, he is that guy, pal. He's that guy, pal. Okay. Uh, if Kyle Dake started training Greco only today, does he medal next Olympics? Does he make the team? Greco isn't totally new to him. What about Taylor? How much translates? Uh, I mean, he tried to do the Greco thing for like a couple months, was it? Was it here's the months? thing. Can you wrestle like a world champ at Beat the Streets? I think people get Joel Falakian, I think, was who it was. Um, and he wrestled him close. He did not win. I don't think he does. I mean, think think about this, guys. He he. This is gonna sound weird, but he almost, almost, barely, barely medaled at the Olympics in freestyle. And the thing yes. he's trained basically, and for you know, however you guys view Greco-Roman wrestling, it's really hard to be really, really good at, it. and it's so so specialized. So yeah, would he make the team? Probably. Yeah, I think he would make our team, and I think there's a good chance he he would. Have, be high enough caliber to qualify the weight, which is a big challenge. But man, the it's it's not easy to get on that podium. So I would say probably not an option. And I'm yeah, I say no chance. Yeah, and I also think for yeah, he's really good upper body, obviously. And if he made his life goal back when he was a college wrestler to be like elite, at well, that's a whole different Gre- story. Greco, then I it's yeah, absolutely. I think he probably would be the guy. But I think people, and maybe this isn't true, but, you know, he has a lot of very freestyle-specific skill sets that make him so great. And it's not just his upper body stuff. His leg, de- I mean, taking away Kyle's leg defense is, is sort of a crazy thing to think about. But that's totally lost when, you know, that, that changes, when you change that style. But I don't think so. How much of a shot does Dean Peterson have at All Americaning? Um, someone said he has a sixteen out of seventy-seven chance. Seventeen out of sixty-six. Seventeen out of sixty-six chance. That was a reply to this question, which was an odd statistic that I didn't understand, but I thought it was funny. And he said twenty-five percent, which uh, I feel like sounds about right if he's the guy. I think it's possible. I don't think this is the deepest. Still, maybe way. seems a little high. Twenty-five percent. They wrestle it four times. He doesn't get on the. Podium one time. It's it's probably in that range, right? Fifteen to twenty five percent. He's he's I'm good. More man. Towards twenty, he he is good. Um, maybe I just need to see like one big college win out of him before um, I give him a higher percentage. Chance. I'm just impressed with him on the mat. He he does well on the mat. He's wrestled Pat Glory two really I would say competitive matches, uh, especially the Princeton Open one. Honestly, so I. Yeah, I think he's in the mix, man. I don't if if like put it this way, um pull up the rankings again real quick. I know you had them up. If if you're pulling a name out of a hat and you get Brandon Kaler or Liam Cronin or, or Dean, I'm not like, "Oh, man. I'm not viewing that that mm-hmm. much differently." Maybe I should. Yeah. Those guys have definitely proven more, but I think eye test. He 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 passed. He, he is definitely passing passing the eye test so far. He He's lost a big eye test guy. He lost to Kaler two to one mm-hmm. earlier this year. Yeah, you feel really good about him at least like making the round of sixteen mm-hmm. at at the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. And then after that, it's like he's going to be in a two to one or three to two match 
you know, it, whether it's the round of 16 or the round of 12. Um, yeah. And those those are toss-ups. And so if you say he's in he's in two or three toss-up matches to to All-American, then probably one and four is probably the right. Yeah. yeah. Or 17 and 66. 17. 17. Which is actually 25 point something. <clears throat> See, that's too high. It should be 25.0. <laughs> so be, one and four. That would be right on. Okay. Two and eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to do any any other questions before we go? Anything else we want to get to? Maybe a shorter show today. Uh, there was one I thought was fun. It had to do with Kale. Where did it go? Someone wants to know what it would take to make insta-death a rule. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I don't think it's possible. What is the rule-making policy? Basically, there's a rules committee. They, they meet every year. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it takes to change a rule, but yeah, that would be fundamental. Although, is uh, you don't have to call it insta death. I think that would be the coolest thing you could call it. So the right branding would be one Branding's thing that, big. that it would take. Yeah. Branding's big. Like they and and they, you gotta give the NCAA a little bit of credit. They went Kenny Loggins with the danger zone. I think that was smart. And in the '80s, if they had done this during the height of Top Gun, who knows where our sport would be today. But it's never too late for, for Danger Zone. And I think similarly, if we had an insta-death situation, championed by Ben Askren with him chanting, it, it, could, uh, it could do well. So what was the kill question? You guys have said that wrestling and wrestlers have gotten a lot better well, in the last three years. what Ben was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wants to talk about that. But yeah, Kale's transcendent is the long and short of my perspective on it. So you don't think he would have gotten he would have gone undefeated, and who's oh, the one eighty four slash one ninety seven pounder that would have given him the best match slash one? I do think he he would have beaten all these guys. Um, and I don't. But know does he was... slip up once? Yeah, that's that's tougher to say. That's the thing. Like it's the same. But why didn't he slip up? You know, I don't know. Because maybe he was he wasn't going up against as high competition. Maybe match in and match out. Man, but he was wrestling. And he was putting it on dudes. Good yeah, dudes. The, the thing that makes me think, you look at his NCAAs and how dominant, it's not like he was this uber dominator for the regular season, then he gets to NCAAs and it's like he's just winning. Like, he was killing dudes. And even in his NCAA finals that were decisions, like there weren't a lot of times it was really all that close. Like the Cormier one I think was probably the, his closest final. Um, maybe a better question is if he wrestles right now mm-hmm. or if he is a class of 2022 guy, does he not redshirt because guys are wrestling more right away now and therefore drop a match? Because we saw him lose redshirt a year. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we... Obviously, this is a crazy hypothetical. We Yeah. That's we, like saying if... Bobby Douglas isn't his coach. If you know, if he doesn't go to Iowa State, like it's a crazy hypothetical, but I think there's a better chance. It's also like the the question though too is does he come in even better because of all the opportunities for yeah you really blowing get, my mind yeah yeah to get better right now like does he come in and he's already like Olympic champion yeah level? that's that's a thing I don't know. Uh, Part of me, part of me, yeah, I'm not sure. 
Uh, I'm going to go and say he does not go undefeated his college career. If it's exact, everything is the exact same. Like we just time travel Kale from what were his four years? Like 98 through 02. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds right. And just plop him in also, today's day and age. I'm going to go. He slips up once. I also think there's still most of the guys, the, the blue, blue chippers are red shirting. Yeah, most are. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm misremembering that 20 years ago, I felt like it was almost auto red shirt unless it was a specific scenario. Now there's at least a little more. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. There's more guys going right away, I feel like. I don't I don't have the data to back me up on this. Rick but. Wasmer says that Ryan, that Ryan, Tom Ryan, said Mendes is wrestling at duels. So there we go. That's still that still keeps him in redshirt though because he's only been he's only wrestled four times, so he could still potentially redshirt with the five. He's done four he's already. Done four. Mm-hmm. Michigan State. Michigan Ohio State, State. And three duels. What are the other duels he did? Columbia, Columbia North four. Carolina, Virginia Tech. That's right. Okay. All right. So he's got one more shot. All righty, Jonathan. Kozak, anything else before we go? No, I'm satisfied. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> James, behave tonight. Account- you behave. Account- yeah, uh, you you make sure I behave, I'll make sure you behave. No one's going to try to wrangle Tyler. <laughs> that he's on his own. And whatever happens, happens, and we'll just hope for the best. Mm-hmm. But that man can't be just stopped. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back Friday. So we can uh, we can uh, celebrate celebrate the great year we had at Flow, Friday and, Friday, and celebrate you guys. Appreciate you guys so much. Try and Tuesday news news dump us. You won't. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's and that's the main. We shouldn't have told him because then we could have caught him red-handed with a Thursday news dump on Friday. But now they're gonna 10 a.m. Friday. You know something's coming out. But maybe we'll do it later on Friday. You don't know that. Never let them know which direction you're going. Yep. All right. Later, guys. Thank you. Go USA.